0: I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message
1: is for you, this message is for you, this message is singular to you, it's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get, it's not hard to get, it's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does your sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Hey, Welcome to Happy Life Studios, this is Steve-O, Tony, thanks for joining us today. Well, what do we want to talk about today, Tony?
0: Um, well me and Anthony were watching Mythbusters, and I thought we could have our own MythBuster show. Ooh,
1: nice. I like that show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You like that show, but you're not going to like this. Oh, really? Oh, great.
1: (laughs) You don't Why like do it? I feel like I'm getting set up right now?
0: <laughs> well, usually you don't like when I talk about you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I had a conversation with another good friend recently, and um, it, it's it's kind of started talking about ministry, and then it bled into having faith, and then we ended up on you. And um, one of the reasons was you flew in with your family with a few other people helping you get your family out to Minneapolis for your son's graduation. And uh, you had to come almost a month early for a uh, roundtable. Yeah, you have a right. happy you classes, happy you tables. But that's not till later this month, but you had to use the ticket that they were giving you for that to fly in with your family. and
1: To be able to fly the whole family in. I mean, right. luckily
0: we had enough miles we had to put together.
1: Right. And, and so... Yeah
0: here you are a month early and then your family flies back. So you come out with us. And so what I was talking to this other person about was how you, you come here and you have no money. You have, I know you have no credit cards, no money, no (laughs) cash in your pocket. And I said, it just, to me, it takes a lot of faith to travel, just to go out, to leave your home and go somewhere with nothing, with no backup plan, with nothing. And um, that's faith to me to go out and do what God wants you to do. And uh I don't we read about, you know, the the men of great faith in the Bible and yeah. and what it looked like and it was almost superheroish. I mean that's what yeah, I was kinda seriously. taught growing up, but the reality of it is, is we kinda stumble around trying to hear God, trying to do what God wants and trying to take care of families in the meantime and it can get it's hard I mean it's just it's all it's just it's it's hard yeah. there's no other word to describe yeah. it and 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 I do f- like personally a lot of times I just feel like I'm bumbling around and there's a lot of days I'm not really sure what I'm doing but God creates And actually there's days when you and I talk about this all the time that we fight it and then God's right there to provide something or the needed thing but there becomes a perception and this is why I wanted to have something called Mythbusters because the conversation I, what I had with this guy about you coming in, not having any money, and then what he kind of thought and has thought for a long time is, well, Steve will just must be really used to being poor. Huh? Myth
1: number one.
0: And I kind of <laughs> laughed and I said, well, I don't, I don't know if anybody in America is really used to being poor because wow. we're not a poor country and so everybody has some means, but you know steve was amongst the poorest people i know and i'm pretty poor so um but i'm you know living high in the hog compared to steve
1: so yeah because uh, you you guys totally rely i mean you're reaching a whole culture of people people with disabilities that can't they can't support you right. so you survive also on faith and on the the generosity of others right. that help you do what you do i don't yeah. know if people ever realize that either
0: well it's true but there's a, a kind of a we've built the base and we have uh a a campus, a physical thing that we're building. And I think sometimes we're helped because of that. Like people can see progress and, and, and it's, it's hard because that's the progress of building something is great, but it's, it's all about changing lives. And that's, I know what you're all about and, and how do you, you know, you can try to communicate that, but how many times have we been out doing something together some incredible thing has happened we got back in the car and then we're we think about well how can we talk about that It's unexplainable. Right most right. of the time. So people's growth Just is two not- nights ago. Right, yeah. Eating exactly. pizza. Yeah. And,
1: and then Just, it, we're at Walmart. And then I mean, no matter where yeah, we're at.
0: Something happens. Yeah. And and so it's not describable necessarily. You can't put it in the newsletter or on the website or even in a podcast.
1: It's one of those seriously, it's one of those Well, I guess you had to be there had to be there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know?
0: And I so I think that's really what faith looks like. It's it's stumbling around for God trying to hear his voice, trying to follow his calling or where he's leading us and then um having the conversations and moving into the relationships he desires and then change occurs and if it's if we're loving and and we're trying you know I think that's important but the reality of saying that steve was used to being poor that's his normal so he must be okay with it that's that was a horrible thing to hear and i've and i've heard it before so um i wanna i just wanna you know bust that myth right now i think the call on this one is pretty clear it's busted it's totally busted I know that Steve-O does not like being poor. That you do, because you hear me more than anybody. <laughs> and I know that Steve-O's wife does not like being poor, and I know his children do not like being poor. They like living in faith. They like doing what God wants, but help is you know, it's not is even needed. the amount
1: of money that we have. All right. I want is for my bills to be paid. But when the phone's ringing off the hook, and then you go somewhere and travel across the country, and you're gone half the year, and then the the honorariums get lower, and then you're figuring out how you can make ends meet without dropping the calling that God has given you. And, you know, have you ever played that game as a kid? You had to hold your breath through the tunnel? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) So what you do is on a vacation, Dad says, okay, everyone hold your breath, and you go through a long tunnel, and, and then you try to hold it all the way through the tunnel, Then once you leave the tunnel everyone you know they take a big gasp of air like they just come out of the water and and then dad would always slow down near the end of the tunnel you know and you're just like when you start the game and when you finish the game you're at two different emotional levels there you know and so you know people most people struggle somewhere down the line with finances you know i mean i just saw a buddy of mine on facebook raising funds for backpacks for for kids in in our schools so they'll have food over the weekend so People struggle with that, but when people come up to me and say, I know how you're feeling, and I'm like, yes, you do, but no, you don't. I mean, you're 25 years old, you're you're 30 years old, try being in your 50s and this happening, you right. know, or, you know, when you've been going through it for a decade or two. Um. after a while, man, you're just ready for the, you know, you're just ready for that. And then someone will come by with a a donation to to cover our needs. And we're like, you know, (laughs) one thing that does help me, though, is when I talk with you and talk with some of my friends and we realize, wait a minute, I am a man of faith. I'm not I'm expecting to be confident. And, you know, faith isn't not having fear. It's believing in the midst of fear. I think God will always take you to the point where you're like, God, I can't do this anymore. And then he swoops in and he saves you.
0: People think that you're up in front, you're on the stage, you're talking, you're encouraging. You're the guy to most people, and people want to be around you, and so it kind of creates this imbalance in life where you're in desperate need, but you're also the guy, and so how does the guy portray that he's in such need and his family's in such need, and it and it can be painful and it be, can become lonely, and um, one of the... Things I've seen. One of the myths that are out there is that uh, you've been offered many times, offered jobs and churches uh, to do different, you know, kids ministry, youth ministry, whatever it is, and some of them probably pretty high paying. Um, and so that's. I want to go into the kind of the next myth.
1: Myth number two.
0: That myth is what I hear from other people often as well. Steve won't take the help in the form of a job that's needed. And I think the myth there is that Steve will doesn't want to work in a typical job setting. And I don't think that's true in any way. What I know about Steve will more than anything else is that he is a man who listens to God beyond anybody else. I know, to be honest, that he fights to listen to God on a daily hourly, even by the minute, sometimes maddening to me as we interact, (laughs) he's so searching out what God is trying to, to point him towards or to do And, um, so that can lead again to a hard life. That's, that's a hard way to live. But I mean,
1: you'd love to be able to take a good high paying job in a church. What could be more secure than that? Well, and I have (laughs) a, you know, I feel like Liam Neeson and taken or taken two or taken 15, whichever one it was, but it's like, I can tell you, I don't have money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills, skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. <laughs> you know, I know God has given me a, a really unique set of skills. And I know this set of skills, if I were to go in another direction, I could make money off of this. Easy. And and then when a solution comes, like getting a job, you know, at a, at a, at a ministry somewhere or, or, you know, wherever it may be, that, God, can I do this? And I feel like God tells me, no, you do what I ask you to do. And I'm right. like, but God, it's an answer. It will... The phone will stop ringing, you know, at home. It'll, I can get back out of debt. I can do the Dave Ramsey program. You know, I can do that. And and I remember having one place and it almost, I think it almost ruined some friendships there because, you know, they're like, Steve, we're offering you this job. And I, I said, God, can I take it? You know, because this would answer a lot of problems, you know? And, uh, and I felt he said, no you stay true to the plan that i made you for and it was tough when i had i had one of the people in charge look me right in the face and said i don't think you hear god's voice at all and i was like hmm. oh it's tough when when you're like god here's an answer here's a solution and and then you start heading in that direction and then god puts a stop sign up this is remember what i asked you to do remember where i've called you to go
0: i think the call on this one is pretty clear it's busted it's totally busted
1: yeah, myth two busted.
0: <laughs> so another myth that I hear uh, people talk—you have more <laughs> yeah, people talk to me about you. They they think I know the inner workings of your brain. I think so.
1: There's um, only there's only not even a handful of people that probably know me, know the inner workings of my brain as much as you. Because maybe I got a, one or two really close friends I know, and my wife, and that's about it. <laughs> and even they scratch their head at sometimes when they're trying to figure me out, but.
0: It's, it's funny. One of the reasons I know myths need to be busted is be, because people will talk to me about you a lot. Um, and then the other is that I find myself in defense of you, which is insane to me because I, I, I just don't know... Very few people I even know, and I know a lot of people that are more dedicated to God and what God wants. Um. And that shouldn't need a defense ever, but why and I mean, I get it out in the world where God isn't known or understood. People would question that, but they don't question that. It's people within supposedly our own culture and communities that yeah, question that's that. that's the hardest so, part. Right. And that's, that's a tough thing. So um, so one of the other big, big myths is... Myth number one. Three, three, three. Being in ministry, doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're in church ministry, if you're on the road, if you're doing camping ministry like me, it, it, it's it's great for a family, but it is really hard on a family. It's it's a combination of both. And I think sometimes one works with the other. And um, so there's there can be a lot of stress. There can be a lot of time away. And I experienced that, but I don't even travel much. Just, you know, where I live and work is the same place. So people often will ask me, Does Steve like being away from his wife and family? Like like it helps your wife and family. And like I'm offended by that question, which I answer on a regular basis. Wow, You're used to it, and it doesn't mean you're used to it in a good way. It's just your your norm is to be gone a lot. And so your family's norm Mm -hmm. is to be gone a lot. But I know you live with regret because of that. I know that that's something that you struggle with probably more than anything else in your life is that – time away but that's what god's called you to do um let's let's bust that myth
1: yeah and you know even the the hardest part about that is if if i'm gone a couple of weeks and i'm home a couple of weeks if you add up the hours that i'm with my kids versus a conventional job if i were to conventional job i would leave before the kids got up or i might say hi to them, whatever. but you know what teenage kids or whatever kids in the morning they're just always not you don't get a whole lot of connection there right so you don't see them until you come home in the afternoon you know four or five six o'clock at night sometimes later you know um and so then you get you get them for a couple hours two three maybe four hours in the evening um and then then that's it so you add that up over a week you get x amount of hours right well when i went on the road i asked my wife i said Hey, babe, do you like this or not? I said, because if you don't like it, let's figure it out and let's we'll go, because right. she yeah. needs to be in on this thing too. And, uh, and what she said was, I, I, I like it. She says, because when you're home, you're home. But don't take this wrong, when you're gone, I like that, too. I was like, I am never asking you <laughs> that question again because there is something about ha- absence makes the heart grow fonder. There is something about being gone and then coming back home. You appreciate your remote control, right. your recliner, your your um, your lawnmower, your TV, y- y- your bed, your pillows, your shower. It's all, all little things that we take for granted. That part's pretty cool. But it's also – you know, Christina and I also built – kind of when, oh being away from each other is also good for us you get a lot of things done you normally wouldn't do and and it, it's just like getting away um sometimes that quietness really helps you and that's good but one lately when i have to be gone for you know a month and that's not what i'm talking about you right. know the hardest part for me is when i come home and the funds aren't there and i've been gone a month and i wasn't able to bring in enough money so i come home with, and then the time i would spend with my family at home I can't because I got to go paint a house because um, I couldn't do enough. Well, I was already gone for a month and then I got to come home and I got to, you know, we'll go get a job. Go. Well, that's what I do. I used to have a painting company, you know, so I do that. But then when I do that, then I'm not doing what God has called me to do. And I, and then I'm like, okay, God, I'm trying to trust you, but I'm, I'm oh, it's it's in that the mental anguish that goes on inside of my head of what's the right thing to do living on faith and for my family and, Uh, I just, I mean, yes, there are some parts about being gone that are good and healthy for us. But when it's to the level that I've had to do lately, it's tough. And, you know, when my kids were younger, I didn't see the results of it. But now I see after being gone for so long, I see all sorts of things um, that if I were to do it again, boy, I'd probably change it, you know. And luckily, I didn't see it then or I would have really, you know had a problem with it. But, and I do want to say this, I mean, and you know this too, but um, my family is a healthy family. We're a great family. We love each other. I mean, I am a blessed man. I mean, I got three amazing boys and I've got one amazing, wonderful babe of a wife that is just my best friend. And so it's a good family. God has blessed us in a lot of ways, but I do struggle with that regret and I do struggle with that. And that's something that I'm really working on, you know, and happy life is despite the regret, trying to move on and, and be happy in the midst of that. And that's kind of been my, one of my struggles lately, but yeah, bust that myth right <laughs> wide open. It's busted. It's totally busted. We can use some dynamite on that one. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, to be gone away from my wife and want that, man, that's,
0: oh, jeez. So one of the things is that, I, I get to sit here live in the same room with you, and I don't know if it transfers just by voice, but as you talk, the stress that's coming out of you and the emotion and the sadness, you know, it's, it's, that's a hard deal that to, to, to be on the road for a month and then go home and not have, you know, not be able to buy all the groceries you need or not be able to go and do anything outside of the house with your family, just stuff like that is, um, it's hard and, and it is a choice and i think that that's there's a myth in somewhat of a myth the next one is myth number 4 that you've chosen this and you have but you've chosen to follow god yeah to me that's the highest calling and that's you know you've you're doing the best thing that a human can do is is to listen to god to follow god to walk into the darkness even though um you have no idea where you're going at times Um, and we're Americans, we're all about security and we're Americans, we're all about planning for the future and our retirement. And, and so it, it's hard, but there's something good in it in that I can tell you from my perspective that, you know, I've known you for what, eight, nine years, 10 years. So my first 15 years of ministry, I, I often felt like I was just going crazy because I didn't think like other people or I didn't know that other people struggled or, uh, with lot of the same things that i do and and so um when kind of my struggle meets your struggle something good comes out of that and i think that's a lot about what ministry is is yeah is connecting with each other's struggles and it's when judgment comes in or when people just make decisions on that you're you're making decisions based on yourself well who in their right mind would make the decision to be poor and not be around your family to be right. nobody would do that that's right. not so let's just dispose of that myth that <laughs> somehow you're crazy <laughs> and totally insane and you you make you know horrible decisions because uh, we all know that's not true in your life i mean the evidence is your life wouldn't have the impact that it does and and that's really the driving force is the constant impact of people um and and i think sometimes the financial can take our you know our sight
1: off that yeah. when
0: when we're struggling so hard and um
1: hashtag understatement <laughs> and that's something that you're really good at keeping me focused on why are you worrying the maddening part is is that you know if i think it's hard following after god try not doing what he asks you to do and see how <laughs> that works out for you right. you know it's like not just being in a rainstorm. <laughs> But being in an acid rainstorm <laughs> with this umbrella, you know. Most people don't like to be out in the rain, right? Even if you're under an umbrella. Right. You know, it's rainy. You can't you one hand is always on the umbrella, you know, and it's kind of leaking down your back a little bit. But if you don't like that rainstorm, try stepping out from underneath the umbrella and see how well you enjoy it. And so like the maddening part for me is is that, you know, I, I might I might be struggling with where I'm at, what God has called me to do, but if I don't do what God has asked me to do, it's like stepping out from that, covering that umbrella, that protection, you know, so if I think I'm miserable now, (laughs) try not doing, and that's the only thing that, you know, that's the biggest thing that keeps me on the path that God has laid out for me is because, and so I I have that conversation with God, like, God, seriously, I mean, you got me between a rock and a hard place, (laughs) you know, I don't want to do this um, or this particular thing that you've asked me to do. I don't want to do it, but if I don't do it, you know, I'm going to be, more miserable than I am now, you know? And you know what I get from God? I swear, and you know, I, it's like I can feel him smiling at me like, yep, you got it. You figured that out. Because God is long-term. He's big picture. He sees the final thing, you know? And if we can just trust, and I think that's what faith looks like, is to trust in fear and anxiety. And But God, I'm trying to hold on to you. And, right. and God gives me the victory. I wouldn't still be here. You know, God gives you those moments of, he takes you out of the rain right. and you get enjoyed a little bit yeah, but yeah. it's busted. it's totally busted
0: so the f- i'd like to finish this podcast with one final i don't know if bust. i can take any more <laughs> there's a lot more we could oh we could go on and goodness. on here but myth
1: number five, five, 5
0: so communicating with god you teach a lot about that you you're so good at getting people to understand that they can talk to god anytime anywhere and, uh, God will guide you, but that doesn't mean, you know, God's thoughts and you don't, it's, it's hard to see, you know, God's up in heaven and has that yeah. long-term vision and knows where he's taken us and knows that final place where this is, you know, going to end for you, which is, you know, obviously with him in heaven, but getting there, the journey is hard. And, um, so I, I think sometimes people think that you have some a uh, clue as to how God thinks or, um. And, and and I know that that's not true. I know that it's it's a constant daily thing where you're always trying to hear from God and see what God wants you to see. Yeah. So you told me a couple of days ago, you told me uh, somebody else had talked to you um, and kind of gave you a, a picture of um, how God sees you today as opposed to how God sees you down the road. Yeah. Um, let's finish with that story because I think okay. that would help people understand who you are
1: so oftentimes when when god you know god will tell you it's done you know there's a scripture in the bible says it is finished you know and, and god will tell you i took care of that it's done don't worry about it you know it's done you know i've answered that need but when god is saying that all time exists in god you know so god is at the moment of him answering in fact god decides you know the bible says that he's laid out our days for us the question is, are we living according to those days or not? But he he's planned out our days to get us to that future of a hope. Right. I have plans for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and give you hope and a future. Well, to get there, we got to follow the daily steps, the days to, to get to there. And so God has our days planned out. And so when God looks at our situation and says, OK, here's a need he's going to have in 2018. Um, when's the best place for me to answer that? you know, and it might be 2020, it might be 2000 the very next day, but God, is he's a master architect. So, you know, we're in community with each other. So if he answers it now, it might answer my need. but if he answers it at this point, it might help, help you in your situation too. And so God has to take all the lives that are, are, that are gathered together. It's like a plate of spaghetti and, and he goes, well, you know, I could answer it right here, but the best place for everybody, even people he doesn't know, even your neighbors or whatever. For me to answer it right here in this situation, what these people are going to be around or this person is going to be going through the same thing at the same time and they're going to run at each other. That's when I'm going to do it. That is the exact best place to answer this need. So when he says it is finished, it is because he's at that point. He's in the future looking back on. oh, I already took care of that. But I'm in the present and I'm saying (laughs) it ain't finished. What are you talking about? It's finished. I'm still... They're still calling, God. You still see the bill is due. They're about ready to shut things off here. I I can't do this thing without the power. And at that point, he wants to say, just like I want to tell my kids when they're younger, just trust daddy. Just trust me. It's finished. But it's not finished. Well, because I'm looking at it from the present, but God is looking at it from the future and the present because he's in both at the same time. And hearing God's voice is tough when you're in angst. You're in discouragement. When your emotions are, going. you know, love is blind. That's because love is a passion. It's an emotion. Well, anger is blind too. When I'm angry, I can't see things clear either. I see red, you know. And when I'm depressed, like I see black or gray like Eeyore. When you're emotionally charged, it's hard for us to hear God's voice. That's why he says to be still and know that I am God. That's what faith looks like. So I'm, I'm scared, but God, I'm trying really hard to trust you. Help me. Help my unbelief. That's my favorite prayer in the Bible. Jesus looked at someone and said, do you believe? And he said, I believe, but help my unbelief part, you know. And I think that's what faith looks like is help my unbelief. I'm trying really hard, God. So God has taken care of your need, but it might not be right when you want it to be taken care of. And I know for me it doesn't, and that's where God and I have it out with each other. But when we have it out with each other. I always come back out of that situation and sometimes having it out means it could, it could last days, you know, right. But when I finally give up control and say, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to trust you. Help me to trust you more. Help my unbelief. A peace comes over. Or when he does answer, then I look back at it and I say, Oh, wait a minute. He did have this under control all right. along. And God, I'm sorry for getting angry at you. I'm sorry for not trusting you because this was a brilliant plan. And it's always that way. And so if I can learn to live that way before. I see the reveal of the plan after it's done. um, If I can learn to trust him, I can hear his voice better. If I can hear his voice better, I can handle the faith better. I can handle the fear better. I can walk in faith better. And uh, God said it is when he said it is finished. He meant it. It is finished. God knows what he's doing. And uh, the best place to be like God's palm, his hand, the best place to be is the palm of his hand, you know, to be right there. And one time, God said to me, He said, "I thought you said you wanted to be in the palm of my hand." I'm like, "Well, I do." You know, I, I figured that meant comfort, and it does mean comfort. He right. says, "He says, Steve, but what if my hand is over the fire? You know, what Gosh. if my hand is in a dark place?" Right. And I would rather be in the rainstorm under the umbrella than out there without the umbrella. And I would rather be in the palm of his hand in a dark, scary place than in a warm, sunny place, whatever without being in the palm of his hand, without being in his will, without having him, because he's the one that makes life worth living. He's the one that makes life. He is life more abundantly. That's what he gives. That's what he is. Right. And so sometimes when we're in the palm of his hand, he has us in scary places, but it's always for our good. And we just have to try really hard. The best way my, I did a podcast on this, one of the first ones called, okay, dad. And the best thing that my son did for me when I would ask him to do something, I need you to trust me. And he'd say, okay, dad. <laughs> And there's nothing greater for God when we say, okay, God, I don't like this, but I just want to be in your palms. So, right. okay, God, help me. I think we've done all that we can here. I think this myth is definitively and finally busted.
0: Yeah, it was fun, though. And so I think the end to this is is that the, the certain words you used is trust is one of the big ones that we have to learn to trust and we have to learn to say, okay, God. And I think one of the, the things in ministry I hear the most from people that's, a myth beyond you or me is that all of our lives are hard we all go through hard things and really hard times and life is up and down in that way and then there's people who have hard almost all the time and yeah. I think the what what we end up being pushed towards sometimes is uh, we just start doubting that we ever heard God's voice in the first place yeah. that God cares at oh all and so there's a like a desperation that people have and, and that's a hard question to answer but the answer you just described the answer is that God God knows the end and it's not that everything's going to be wonderful and good or I mean we're going to get to that in heaven but God's got a purpose in all that he does and in the really hard things there is a purpose in it and his hands you're in his hand but his hands in a place that might be hard for you at the time and and so I think that's what the happy life community is about it's kind of encouraging each other down the road and um, you know, I, I know we've built a community and there's people listening that need to be more part of this community. So how do we do that? We communicate, we send messages, we do this podcasting, you're on Facebook and you know all the other social media uh, type opportunities. And I, and I think those are important because we need to help each other because on any given day, I'm gonna be in such a dark place that if I don't can't reach out and feel yeah. somebody else's hand to guide me, I'm going to be too I'm just going to curl up in a ball and yeah. not be able to do anything And so we need each other and and I think that there's to me you know that's the, the ultimate you know myth buster is that we can't be independent we need each other you so, without each no. other. And so wherever you are listening to this, whatever you're doing, you have to find community. You have to find people. Um, and if you're not close to Steve or you're not close to here at Camp Daniel in Wisconsin, you have to find that. And so you can't live without it, and you won't make it without it. And so yeah. we're here to encourage you and push you through to that and that's where happiness lies happiness lies in making it through and happiness lies in you know doing what God wants despite it being so hard you, you know you can't do it um, so Steve I, I thank you for I thank you for the emotion and the tears I thank you for the honesty it's hard to sit and talking to a microphone and be honest and know that it's broadcast for the world to hear. Yeah, um, but that's. And it's w-
1: also hard to be honest and vulnerable without feeling like you're being negative or whiny right. or e or who will bother, you know. And so, I want to thank you for caring for me enough and knowing my pain and kind of pushing me a little bit to to share this because I I'm not going to share this on my own, right. you know. And it's a little uncomfortable sharing. I I don't mind getting vulnerable, but I feel like. When you're in constant need, you're in constant telling people I'm, I'm in need and I, I'm, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to be that guy, you know, but if that's where God has me, I, I just know that you've got to be vulnerable. You've got to let people know your struggle or they can't help you. You know, you got to let God know your struggle or he can't help you. I mean, you know, and, and there might be some out there that say, well, I don't want to be a part of a God who would put me in a cold, dark place. Let me say it this way. I love my wife so much that I'd rather be struggling with her in a scary place with her right. than not be with her. you know. Yes. Because there's something, the reason I love my wife so much isn't because of all the fun vacations that we took, it's because of all those scary moments. Right. The reason I can't give up on God is because he's brought me through too many of them. And there's something about struggling with each other. That's one reason why we're so close um, because we have struggled together and you have helped me through so many of my struggles financially but mostly mentally you, you even help me out of your meager income at the time You're, you find a way to try to if you have it to try to help me financially but where you've really helped me is the emotional support the mental support the you know even sometimes saying Steve stop it knock it off you know <laughs> um, but it's it's when we go through the dark places together that's where community is built and you know the old ad it's an old the illustration might be cheese ball, but I'm looking at your carpet, you know, right now. You got one of these cool, what is this, an Indian carpet or whatever, or, right. you know, with all the tapestry and stuff. But right. what makes the bright colors so bright is the dark colors surrounding them. Right. And uh, what makes life worth living is, and makes the bright, the good part seem so good is it's next to the dark part. And when we get through that and go, we made it through there. So,
0: yeah, so thanks for. So my last pitch in this because i know uh, a lot of my friends listen to this and people you know listen to this and so you're hearing one of the great struggles of ministry it's the finances and it's it's hard because you don't as a if you're in ministry you don't want things to come back to that ever that's i think it's always a fight against that because that doesn't matter in what we do but it matters in daily life and so um What I know that Steve-O needs that he generally doesn't ask for is monthly support. And there's people out there that are listening to this right now that can offer Steve-O monthly support. And monthly support just means that you know, somebody commits that, you know checks are coming every month. And so you know the basics are covered. That, um, you know, you're not buying macaroni and cheese and ramen noodles to eat, which Steve-O does a lot because they're cheap. You're able to buy you know, milk and eggs and salad and you feel things, guilty. Your kids macaroni again, you know, right. ramen again. And you're like, well, you know, so this is just a pitch to, we need to support Steve O and what he does. And we need to support Steve O's family and what he does. Cause it has far reaching effects. If you're listening to this, obviously you're connected to this ministry and this has far reaching effects. We can't have the conduit that God uses to speak to all of us about these things, struggling as he is and has, um, we need to fix this, and we can do it together as a community. So, five dollars a month means something. Ten dollars a, yeah. a month means something. Fifty, a hundred, five hundred dollars a month means something. Those, you know, small gifts are important. Um, so, do what you can do. Uh, you can go on his website. Uh, you can pay monthly through PayPal. Uh, there's a variety of ways you can send in a check. There's a variety of ways to do it. Um, so I'm just I'm begging and I'm asking if you're listening to this, just give some thought to that and what you can do to help uh, Steve and his family to keep doing what God has called them to do. And uh,
1: and we have so many
0: right now that are even doing that. We're just falling short a little bit. Right. I think and that's probably a whole nother podcast we could talk about is thankfulness and kind of the praise to God for what he's the th- incredible things he's done, which we see. It's hard because you see those incredible things on a regular basis, but when things are short, they're short. And so um, this takes a whole community to make this happen, and that's really what doing this is about. It's building this community, and this is an important part of Happy Life.
1: And you will be happy too. So thank you, Steve Owen. Um, yeah, Thank you, Tony, and thank you, Happy Lifer. There you go.
0: race.